All right, we're in transfer season for college basketball, and Scott Ritchie, our Illinois basketball beat writer, has been studying all the possibilities. Who could Brad Underwood add to his roster? There's a couple diamonds in the rough. Maybe Carlick Jones, Domencio Vaughn. We'll go into the possibilities. We'll talk Adam Miller. We'll talk Trent Frazier. We'll even throw some volleyball in there at the end. In this week's edition, Inside Illini Basketball, we'll be back after this. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, Scott Ritchie. How are you this morning? I'm fine. You know, just a... Another Monday, another podcast. I'm glad to see that you have not transferred from the News Gazette because everybody else is leaving their schools, it seems. Scott Ritchie, the loyal beat writer that he is, has uh, stuck with us through thick and thin. No portal for me. Right. There is no... Well, I don't know that there's any way out of the portal once you're in it, at least uh, on our end. And for our listeners, this is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. I've signed Scott Ritchie to a lifetime deal. Of, yeah. over, of overwork. Little pay. did I know when I joined the News Gazette uh, six years ago now mm-hmm. that I was signing a lifetime contract and that Jim would own my soul. In blood. Yeah. Well, that was should have been my first uh, cue that uh, things were going to be a little strange here. All right. Uh, just because uh, basketball season is over doesn't mean inside Illini basketball season is over, right? We've been at this almost two years uh, through off-seasons and dead times and tournaments. We'll keep this thing going thanks to the cooperation of Scott Ritchie. Hardest working guy I know. Well, thank you. Who likes to hunt, too, as I found out today. One of the various stories we're chasing is I, I went in the newsroom. I said, what hunting season is it today? And, of course, Scott Ritchie knew. Well, no, what I knew was that I could use Google to find the Illinois Department of Natural Resources website. Is that right? And then, believe it or not, they had that information. He rattled off something about geese and uh, turkeys and all sorts of things like that. Coyotes and striped skunks. That only someone from Eureka would know on the tip of his tongue. So here's the thing. Um, First day of hunting season, like, you know, in November. Okay. There's a lot of people at Eureka High School that maybe didn't show up that day. I I showed up. I've never been hunting in my life. You've never shot a deer? Never shot a deer. A fish. All right. It's different. Scott Ritchie knows his basketball. He may not know his archery seasons, but he does know his basketball. So much has happened since last Monday when we got together. Let's start with the Illinois. You know, last Monday we we promised the list of top transfers that Illinois should uh, target. Who knew they'd lose two of their own? Yeah, maybe not two. Um, yeah, Alan Griffin and Tevian Jones, you know, putting their names in the transfer portal, or at least you know, announcing their intention to do so on back-to-back days last week was a bit of a surprise. Uh, more so, Alan Griffin. Uh, I'm not sure. A lot of people maybe expected that. You know, he had 
kind of had a, a breakout sophomore season. You know, had a, a role, a big role on the team. You know, this year, uh, one that was probably going to increase moving forward. So that was a surprise, unexpected, of course. And Tavian Jones, maybe not so much. Uh, I mean, his Illinois basketball career never really got started. You know, if we're going to be honest, I mean, he had the eight game suspension as a freshman, kind of in the middle of the year that. You know, set him back another eight game suspension to start this season, which I mean, put him behind the eight ball. There was he just never got back from that, and never really found a place in a shortened rotation. You know, Brad Underwood went with an eight man rotation most of the year. Uh, Tevian Jones was not in it, and so that one maybe wasn't as surprising, uh, but it did. Uh, I mean, Elmo was kind of looking around the transfer market before those two guys announced that they were leaving, uh, but now. They do it with intent because you know there's a, a spot to fill on the roster because I think technically there's one scholarship open and still could er, the math is because we have to count Adam Miller and Iota Sumu at the same time and maybe they have the same scholarship next year not still no decision from Io yet on if he's going to the NBA but I think there's one scholarship open currently and potential for more. All right, when does Io make a decision? Can you tell me that, Scott? Well, do we know what the NBA is going to do yet with their don't ask season? No, I or ask their the questions draft? here. All right, you don't. Yeah, well, that's the question I don't know the answer to, and if I don't know it, you know, I would assume who doesn't know it. He doesn't know how to plan for the future. I mean, there are players that are saying that they're going to be early entrants in the NBA draft. I know Isaiah Livers from Michigan. Maybe that was just today. I saw that this morning. Is going to. Test the waters. Uh, Daniel Oturu of Minnesota, uh, the same deal. But I don't know what waters they're testing. There's because the pre-draft process is not going to be typical. Uh, does I mean because the combine is supposed to be uh, April in this coming month. That's not going to happen. Uh, those individual workouts before the draft, were, you know, are April and May. Uh, th- those aren't going to happen either. Uh, so. Until there's some clarity, I think, on what the NBA draft is going to look like, I don't know that it's in a player's best interest to say, oh, well, I'm going in for sure, when there's no real reason to do it until you know what that's going to be like. All right, our all-state basketball team here at the News Gazette is a couple weeks away from being disclosed. Can you give me a little sneak peek? I won't tell anybody, Scott Rich, if you tell me who might be our player of the year. Well, if I tell you, I'm going to tell everyone because oh. this is, you know. I tried to trick you. Yeah, it was, wasn't very, like, good attempt. <laughs> but, no, it's. Give me some top three candidates then, all right? Well, I think the, the top two candidates are pretty clear. I mean, it's Adam Miller, Morgan Park, and DJ Stewart from Whitney Young. I mean, that's arguably the two of the top players in well, the one's state. Well, one's a McDonald's All-American, so does that answer my question? I don't know, does it? Again, you're asking me questions here, buddy. Yeah, I'm not trying to give anything away. Um, obviously, McDonald's All-American is a pretty big deal. Haven't Hasn't been one in Illinois for a few years. Uh, it's not the only deciding factor. Uh, Adam Miller was the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state for the second year in a row. Um, of course, winning it last year didn't mean he got our All-State Player of the Year honor because Morgan Park you know, bowed out in the, the – Postseason early, and uh, E.J. Liddell won another state title. So that was back-to-back for him. Uh, Probably going to be one of those two guys, though, 
if I had to guess, and since I'm doing it, uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good clue that it's going to be one of those two guys. All right, tell you what, next week let's break that news to our podcast listeners. Exclusive, ahead yep. of the print product. Okay. Next week we'll tell you who our player of the year is for your loyal listenership. This is the only way we know how to reward you. How about that? This week we promised you maybe some targets that Illinois um, has in their sights as far as the transfer market goes. And Scott actually did a lot of homework last week. Great. Yeah, and I mean, sifting through almost 500 transfers at this point just to maybe find the diamond in the rough. I mean, that's what coaching staffs are doing right now. Uh, And Illinois has reached out to a number of players expressing some interest. Um, And and I've got a few of my own that I kind of like that I I found as I poured over some, some names and stats and but start with the the players that Illinois has reached out to. Uh, maybe at the top of that list, I mean the highest profile is DJ Carton, you know the point guard at, uh, formerly of Ohio State. Um, I mean Illinois went after him pretty hard in the the twenty nine twenty nineteen recruiting class. Uh, recruited him you know, quite a bit. Uh, seemed like he was always going to wind up in the Big Ten and you know, his final. I mean Illinois didn't end up a finalist, but. They're back in it now. Um, it's a little bit closer to home, which I think you know matters for DJ Carton after he left Ohio State. You know, in this kind of late January to deal with some mental health problems that he felt like he needed to address, and he went back to campus, never rejoined the team. Then um, obviously the season was uh, canceled, so there wasn't a team to to go back to necessarily, at least actively in in a basketball sense. So. Almost put out the feelers there. Um, he'd be a guy that would have to sit a year, probably. That's sort of the the underlying theme of the transfer portal this year is that the NCAA was going to make a decision on if uh, all sports would receive a, a one-year or a one, a one free transfer you know, deal for every student athlete. I mean, that exists in some sports already. Uh, volleyball, you know, being you know one of those, um, but that vote was supposed to happen in April. I've seen where the, it's probably going to be pushed to November, so that's going to p- leave a lot of uncertainty for some of these players. Um, you know, maybe an Alan Griffin, uh, he won't know if he'll be immediately eligible. But DJ Carton would not be if that doesn't pass, and he'd be a, a sit-out transfer, which would be fine because Illinois was all, we'll have Trent Frazier, Andre Curbelo, uh, Adam Miller in that backcourt already. Real quick, Ohio State recruiting still doing well? Yeah, I think they already had a uh, I think a couple 2021 commits. Okay. Uh, their 2020 class maybe not as high profile as their uh 2019 class wound up being with DJ Carden, EJ Liddell, Lonzo Gaffney, um, and their big man who's uh, Ibrahim Diallo. I had to think there for a second. Um, All right, pretty good still. Uh, Carry on. Back to your list. Anyway, so DJ Carden, a sit-out transfer maybe right. wouldn't be a, that big of a deal. Um, also in the, the sit-out transfer world um be a guy like Trey McGowan's from Pitt that was you know we kind of think we talked I 
brought him up last week. Um, and also uh, a couple of Wichita State players, since you know half their team is in the transfer portal. Uh, not a lot of good things happening for Greg Marshall right now, but one interesting one is Jamarius Burton. Uh, he was a sophomore this past year, guard, 6'4", 200 pounds, averaged 10 points, 3.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, has connections to Champaign. Born in Champaign, lived in Champaign f- until I think like middle school, and he's the nephew of former Central Football standout Todd Pete. So, rule of thumb makes a lot of sense. Relatives of Todd Pete, you recruit. <laughs> All right, his kids, uh, one in the NFL now. Yeah, great football players in college. Todd Pete was one of the f- first Champaign guys to make the NFL. So, Karen. Yeah, yes. so it'd be a homecoming of sorts. Recruit all but anybody related to Todd Pete. <laughs> yeah, anyone. That's a, like a, a wide swath through the, the extended Pete family. Um, so, anyway, that's you know, one option from which to say. And then another one uh, is Morris Udaisy. Illinois recruited him out of high school. Um, he's from Houston. I think he went to Mount Verde in Florida, at least for his last year. Uh, injuries kind of kept him sideline at Wichita State, but uh, big man, 6'8", 240. Uh, that Illinois knows, at least. Then a couple grad transfers. Uh, Illinois didn't seem to be going down that route initially. Now they've lost a couple transfers of their own, so I think that changes. Uh, from smaller schools on the kind of in the northeast or east coast, uh, Carlick Jones is a grad transfer guard from Radford. Uh, just put up crazy numbers this past year. 20 points per game, 5.5 assists, 5 rebounds. Shot 41% from three-point range. I think that's the big number to look at because Illinois did not shoot the ball very well from beyond the arc this season. And then the, the latest one, and I had this on my list before Illinois apparently reached out, so uh, I am in tune with what they want apparently, but uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's Dimencio Vaughn, uh, he's a 6'5", 220-pound guard from Ryder. Averaged 15 points, 6.5 rebounds, shot 39% from three. Uh, and plus, he's a an NYC guy, so kind of fits right in Illinois' wheelhouse. I mean, they're hammering you know, the New York area recruiting-wise. So Those guys Illinois has reached out to. Um, a few others that I found interesting, I mean, obviously Landers Nolly, uh, Virginia Tech, Illinois recruited him as well, coming out of high school. Uh, redshirted his first year at Virginia Tech, then had a really great season this past year. Averaged fifteen and a half points, about six rebounds, two and a half assists. Good size, six seven, two thirty on the wing. Uh, really good athlete. Um, we'll see. He's he's obviously uh, highly sought after. And then another name. I don't know. I mean, just this guy could be really good. Um, Joshua Morgan from Long Beach, uh, 6'11", a little skinny at 6'11", 195 pounds, but he's the Big West Defensive Player of the Year as a freshman and blocked two and a half shots per game. And he's that rim runner, rim protector that I think every team wants. All right, I got a couple questions. Can I ask them, Scott? Is, sure. Am I still allowed to? Just because I've asked you a few. Pick your brain. Yeah. All right, what's the what's the big pitch? What separates Illinois from its competition to lure 
these people? And isn't Illinois loaded enough where they don't need anybody? I would argue you can never have too many good players, and that creates competition. Then maybe it leads to some transferring at the end of you know next year if things you know shake out in the new player's favor. I mean that's where you go into the grad transfer versus sit out transfer argument. I mean grad transfers are like a one-time immediate fix for a problem you might have. And Illinois is it's been a little hit or miss on the grad transfer front over the last. I don't even say 10 years. Um, if you look at it, the players that maybe had more success have been the guys that have been able to sit out a year. I think Ravante Rice is maybe the the best example of that. I mean, he, he sat a year after transferring from Drake and then was arguably Illinois' best player for two seasons. Um, grad transfers, they haven't worked quite as well. Now I'm going to dive into that a little bit more on a future Good Morning Illini Nation, just a teaser there. Those are still happening every morning at 6 a.m. But Illinois' pitch, I mean, I think it's got to be program back on the rise to national prominence, back where it used to be. Uh, Come be a part of that. Come win. And then there's if you're a wing, especially, like, you see two guys go out the door, well, there's opportunity there. And I know Illinois has Austin Hutcherson, Jacob Grandison, kind of waiting in the wings, on the wing, so to speak. Um, those two guys haven't played yet at the Big Ten level. Um, Austin Hutcherson hasn't played at the Division One level yet. So I, mean, I think if you're confident in your abilities, you could come in and challenge for some of the, those minutes. All right. What's, um, what's the current roster that knows it's coming back doing right now? Have you uh, got any inkling? Are they working out at home? Are they sitting on the couch, binging? Um, ripping through Tiger King on Netflix, maybe. Okay. I just started that. I think I was the last person in America <laughs> to to jump in on Tiger King. No, it's. I'm sure there's some sitting around, um, and it's tougher now where a lot of the places that they maybe had been going initially when they got home to work out are probably closed. You know, gyms you know, they don't have access to anymore. But uh, Illinois' plan was, you know, for Adam Fletcher to put together, you know, a set of things that kind of maybe tailor-made to what's available to certain players to, you know, continue their workouts. And, you know, Brett Underwood was on uh, with Brian Barnhart, uh, what, a week and a half ago or so. And he said that, you know, that they don't want Kofi Coburn to maybe – fall back off of all the, the positive gains he made, you know, physically, you know, this year. So I think there's a concern there just, you know, when they're not all on campus and you can keep an eye on them, just what they're doing. But uh, the basketball players haven't gotten to the point where they're posting their creative workouts on Twitter yet, like the football team has with uh, Doug Kramer pushing his truck or Alex Palczewski pulling his, ro- uh, his Jeep or his Range Rover. I don't know. He's got one of the two. I don't remember. But, uh there are things you can do. Go run, uh, push-ups, sit-ups. It's maybe not exciting. It's not basketball, unless you got a, a hoop at home, but they can still stay active. Saw so in the News Gazette on Sunday, Jalen Quinn, which Illinois has shown interest in, the Tuscola star, about to be a high school junior, working out in a private gym in Tuscola. We all need that. Yeah, I mean, have a friend with a, yeah. a gym at home. 
Like half, like album. full half court. Trent Frazier taking to Instagram. Uh, just again talking about his fourth year. And it's a, it's a weird thing and his popularity is uh, skyrocketing still. Why is that? Well, I think because he's, by the end, will have been at Illinois for four years, and that's become so uncommon yeah, in college basketball where, you know, guys stay for an entire career. You know, either, you know, you know a lot of players are either going pro early or transferring, and Trent Frazier has stuck around. I think that's sort of has endeared him to the fan base. It was like, it's also wild that he's going to be in his final year next year. It just, I mean, it doesn't seem like that long ago that you know he showed up as a freshman, uh, with that bleach blonde hair and swagger for days, and you know became Illinois arguably their their go to player that season. Um, and his role has changed as Illinois has gotten better around him, and I mean they did the thing he wanted. You know, this season was to win. Like when I talked with him, you know, last October, it was like he just wanted to win because like he won in high school and not winning his first two years at Illinois, he was not like thrilled with that. So they did what he what he set out to do. Uh, didn't get to a chance to finish that, but he'll come back for another year, one last year, maybe you know, get to the NCAA tournament, you know, have that that be the end of his time at Illinois and. He's already a thousand point scorer. He's in that club, uh, and I can see his role. I mean, obviously a lot depends on what happens with Iowa Sumo, but his role maybe getting back to where it was. Maybe not his freshman year, but his sophomore year, where numbers were still pretty similar and maybe a little reduced production wise, but still a key player. And I mean, a lot just comes down to making shots, which he didn't do as well. Hey, Scott Ritchie has been. Uh uh, this series of posters we've been running in the News Gazette, one of the final categories is Scott weighing in as his relationship as a beat writer with some of these guys um, off the court, if you will. Trent Frazier, one of the guys that you're pretty comfortable around. Yeah, because well, he's been around. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the other side of it when they stick around. It's like, like you get a chance to know them longer and uh, – Trent has gotten better at, you know, kind of, because he's been a bit of the face of the program a little bit, you know, one of them. And uh, there's this, I mean, this funny side to him that, you know, comes out more um, and fewer people, with fewer people and, yeah, at least fewer media people. And it's been, I mean, that's one part of the job that, that I definitely enjoy is, you know, kind of getting to know. You know these guys, and where they're comfortable, maybe to to joke around a little bit and be more the, themselves. And Trent Frazier's not lacking for personality. All right, he's going to leave with a lot of points too <laughs> after four years climbing those charts, at least yeah. on the Illinois side of things. I mean, fifteen hundred, roughly. I mean, fourteen probably. I mean, it's between there and not. I don't have the the all time scores list in front of me, but that's going to jump him up several spots um again that's a not me a side part of going to one school for four years had a lot of fun last week looking back at that arizona illinois game from 2005 it was the 15 year anniversary scott did you listen to the rebroadcast on saturday that 
of Brian Barnhart and Stephen Bardo and our own Lauren Tate. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I know, like a lot of people have been watching right. old games on TV because I mean CBS has been broadcasting uh, various tournament games. You know, Major League Baseball did like an opening day where they broadcast one of the, a great game in franchise history. I, I can't talk myself into doing it. Okay, I just. For one, either it was like I was there, or I already watched it, and like I know the outcome. I, was, I don't get as much yeah. enjoyment out of that. Tough. Yeah, that's you're right. Uh, Two thousand five. Where were you? Scott? I was in high school still, so senior fifth year. <laughs> uh, no, just four, actually. Uh, I was top ten in my class, Jim. Out of twelve. Out of one hundred and three, I think graduated. We had, a, I think, we had one hundred and twelve, okay. and then somehow, you know. A little attrition by the end of the year. Uh, no, so, well, yeah, senior year in high school. All right. I watched. Okay. Well, this weekend is, uh, will mark the the anniversary of the big win over Louisville. The yeah, semifinal. Like, is, that, is that one, I feel like, doesn't get as much. It doesn't. It was, the Pope died. All right, let's start with that. <laughs> so that even knocked it off as the lead story of the News Gazette in that Sunday paper. Well, all right, so that's sort of understandable. And then it was, other than Roger Powell's put-back dunk, you know, there wasn't much to... I mean, coming off of such a great comeback, because with like five minutes to go, Illinois was toast. Right. It's It's really hard to be the follow-up game to that, even, you know a win in the final four to get to the national championship doesn't people I don't they just don't remember it as right. well because it wasn't quite as momentous and then I think you know, looking ahead even further I mean the anniversary of the championship game I'm sure all Illinois fans would love to forget then the following week or the day the return home to Memorial Stadium that was kind of cool so it'll just be a temporary setback yeah all right when do I need to start worrying about football should I be worried, Scott Ritchie, of, a, of the, like the season taking place? When do I? That's kind of where my target right now is. Yeah, I mean, as, as, I guess there's some concern just because we don't know the extent of how long all of this will go on. Um, Lauren Tate in this weekend's papers said, "How confident are you going to be if you're an Ohio State or a Michigan fan? And do you want to be around a hundred thousand people even then?" I could see even if things have changed for the better where there will be some reticence on the public's behalf to do that and go to the big house and or the horseshoe with 105,000 other people. Uh, it would be an interesting thing to see what happens there, but I, I just don't know. I am certainly not a, a medical expert. I'm, I'm following all of their advice. All right. But uh, I think things have to spin up at least by the 1st of August to get camp started, you know, kind of around the country. All right. Scott Ritchie, as he said, will continue his Good Morning Illini Nation every morning, 6 a.m., basketball 24-7. The All-State team, as we said, will give you a sneak peek next week. Anything else coming up? Uh, your way, Scotty. You know, All state's kind of my big project at the moment. Got girls and boys 
to, to knock out. Um, any real quick, any positive momentum Illinois women's basketball recruiting wise? I mean, they've got a couple more scholarships to fill uh, in the twenty twenty class. Uh, may, might be transfers. I think the infusion maybe of some veteran talent would be good for this team because they. Uh, right now, I think it's three freshmen, and then they've got one transfer that's going to be eligible uh, this semester, uh, Ava Rubin. Uh, originally from went to home with Fossmore, uh, was a uh, news Gazette All-Stater. Uh, she transferred in from Arizona State. Um, I don't know. They just need to win more games. All right, volleyball, real quick. Any studs coming in still? Yeah, I mean, the their 2020 class was pretty good. Uh Got a middle coming from Minnesota. I think she was already on campus for the start of this current semester and was going to you know, obviously be with the team during the spring practices that are no longer happening. Uh, Maddie Weddington. And then uh, Raina Terry is an outside hitter from Ohio who's really good. So, yeah, there's some more talent kind of pouring in. Okay. But, I mean, that different situation for those programs. Illinois Volleyball has been a national power. Essentially, I mean, they made the Final Four two years ago. Only women's basketball, not so much. So, at different places, obviously. All righty, Scotty. Uh, great week again. Look forward to that All-State tease next week. And uh, any breaking news from transfer uh, announcements? How about that? Yeah, I mean, just they'll happen when they happen. And it's a strange place for the transfers and coaches to be in because, I mean, it's well, – definition of the hard sell because you can't bring them on campus and let them see things i mean they gotta either do video tours or just trust what the coaches are saying so and sending them i mean you can send them video and graphics and all kinds of stuff so it's a the new recruiting world we're in all right scott thank you for your knowledge we'll talk to you next monday